podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield Happy Boy Cry. Uh, Neil Atkinson, Rob Gutman, uh, Paul Cope and Chris Maguire. Uh, people crying is a genuine threat. Early doors. Copey, what are you putting your chances of crying at? Up, it's up there. Um, I'd say high 70%. High 70% of tears. Yeah. Uh, Rob Gutman. A tears likely? Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Do, if we have to talk about the football, yeah. Can we talk about anything but the football? We're going to talk about the football oh, right, for an hour. Okay. An hour. I'll just have my head in my hands. At some point, you're going to tell me that we need to get a result against Southampton, and I might kill myself when we do that. So let's look forward to that. <laughs> I'd rather you than me. Uh, I'm, I'm just... positioning myself in a way that I can protect Rob from you at some point in this show. Hey, Neil, would you take third in the League Cup now? Fuck off, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good season, it? <laughs> I think it would, Chris. Finishing do you third think it'd be a good season? You know what? We'd have won a cup. We'd have finished there. We'd be in the top four. Hey, we'd have had a good day out. <laughs> and 12.30 kickoffs from now till the rest of the season. That'd be great, wouldn't it? We'd have a good day out, wouldn't we? Hey, we'd have a good day out. That's it. In, in all seriousness. I was in talking, all seriousness. I was still talking to Danny about that Chelsea game, which is our next league game is Chelsea at home. In 10 and, days' time. Yeah, in, is it 10 it's days? Now in, nine no, days, yeah, nine nine days. days. Yeah, but it's our next league game. And let's think about it like this. <laughs> It's really, really binary now, isn't it? I'm gl- I'm so glad that it's our next, very next league game. Because if we don't win it, we aren't winning the league. And we can start even pretending we're going to win the league. Because they're going to win today. We were recording this before Chelsea beat... Who are they going to beat today? Hull. Hull. Before, before they beat Hull and establish a 10-point lead on us. If they beat us at Anfield, it's 13 points. We don't even have to talk about the league. We can decide what we want out of football life, mm. our holidays. We can have a whole new conversation. Yeah. We might even decide we like third in the League Cup, Neil. But I won't even mention that again. But... If we win, if we win, and it's not impossible, and it's just a seven-point gap, and the confidence of win- beating them, the season's back on. And this, and today, the, the pain we feel today will be but a, but a fleeting memory. Can we just play them today? I would like to play them today. Yeah. I would Can love we just to play, play them, them today? today, and then that's that done. One way or the other. <laughs> yeah, that Can we do. just do it today? You're going to have to get through Southampton Can I give the, the team talk? I'm not sure if we Can do I give to- the team I'm talk? I'm not sure if we do today it makes us feel any better. Because the frame of mind, I mean, I'd be like, I'm sorry, what far, how far behind them are we? Seven. Done before if we'd beat Swansea, wouldn't I? That's, yeah. that's the frame of mind, I mean. And they'd have a game it's in hand. It's not helping me. But they'd have today's game in hand. They'd have today. Well, we can't, we can't expect them to play twice in a day. No, that'd be unfair. Why that'd not? be unfair. <laughs> that'd be unfair. We can't expect them to play us and then play Hull at home. No, no, that's If nothing true. else, they've got to deal with the traffic. Yes, yeah, yeah. But Hull are... What if, what if Hull win today? Oh my God. That would be I'll, I'll, but then I'll, hate, point, I'll, hate. I'll be furious about that as well. Yeah, the I'll frame of mind I'm in, I'll be furious. No, I'm, I'm still, I think the only thing that can save, not just, not, just my, not just my weekend, but possibly my entire life is a Hull victory. That's the only thing that I can he's save. He's got a new manager, haven't he? Oh, he's great, he's a genius. Yeah. Have you seen him? Look Neil, at him. Neil sucks sucking Jürgen and getting this guy in. Oh, let's yeah. get rid of that prick. Who <laughs> <laughs> used to say that, like what Swansea did to us yesterday, can't, can't happen. It could happen, happen today. With, it could happen, Chris. Chris, this is the sort of this is the, this is a can-do attitude. This is why we love football. This is a can-do attitude. I can get right behind. So if you're listening to this and Hull have already beaten Chelsea, then you're listening. And you're thinking, you know what, Chris Maguire was a wise man. Yeah. <laughs> he was a wise man. Uh, as it is, we're going to talk about what Swansea did do to Liverpool, or more accurately, what I think Liverpool did to themselves. Chris, um, I, it's rare. <coughs> I, I think it's the manager's worst day in the job. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm his worst day in the job so far it's rare I'm, I'm particularly critical of him in general I think he's a lovely man I think he's got a great philosophy I think he's done brilliant things with Liverpool Football Club and I think he will continue to do so but 
I could have sat down beforehand, and as I said, of all the options in front of me, the idea of pushing Alara into the front three and having that midfield would have been the one, as I said, don't do that. Because for me, Liverpool cocked the game up in the first half. We'll come on to talk about the second, but for me, Liverpool should be all over Swansea first half. Swansea should be getting into the break. Glad, glad it's only 2-0. Liverpool have banged on the door all the way through the half. They've not given them a minute's peace, whereas the opposite happened. Swansea got to believe. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know where to start with, with the sort of... Uh... With breaking it down to find out where, where, where you know where the problems started. First of all, I think it's probably with the sort of training session aspect of it that we we sort of had for the first half. It was it was probably a symptom of the early kickoff, probably a symptom of you know the noise in the ground. Maybe um, we just thought we were expected to to beat Swansea at home, the bottom of the league. You know, Klopp's gone with his sort of safe bets, if you like. You know, he's trying to play Emery Chan into into some sort of form, despite the fact that he's. He's out of form. You know, he had a good game against Man United last week. Um, but then, you know, like Henry Chan does, he can he can come back and have a stinker the, the week later. Um, he's he's very hesitant to make substitutions. The manager, he's, he's he's basically sitting in his in his chair for forty five minutes. You know, trying to fend off the cold weather. Uh, he's not on his feet like he was against Man United, like he was against Man City. And all all of this, I just think it it must have a, an impact on on the players and. You know the expectation, like I said before, that you're playing against the bottom of the league. Um, you know you're probably expected to score nice, easy goals against them. But as we've seen time and time again in this in this in this league, there's no, it's you know it's a cliche, but there's no easy games, especially when you're getting into the second half of the season when teams are fighting for their lives. They've got a new manager. Um, you know, you've just got to you've just got to put them to the sword. But if if, if there's no cutting edge there, and, and and you're not playing to the best of your abilities against these like teams that you've played against, like the Man Cities, the the, the Chelsea's, the Uniteds, it's 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 just heartbreaking to see, really. Right, it, the the selection did not stound me exactly, but I was disappointed in it because we talked about this in the preview shows and I said Liverpool function the best in, in, the, in very modern times, including going back to Brendan Rodgers' time when we play four attacking players ahead of ahead of a midfield two effect. Whether you call it 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 or whatever, the four attacking players being this season when we've been at our best, Coutinho, Firmino, uh, Lalana, and somebody else I always forget. Manny. And Manny, Manny. sorry. And Manny, obviously. And we, 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 so we didn't start with four attacking players. We started with three very central midfield players and three attacking players, of whom one has become a midfielder in Lalana. And this is against a low blocking team, and in a period where our confidence isn't isn't at the height necessary to deal with low blocking teams uh, routinely. We needed more guile, more intricacy, more creativity. And when you lose your best of your attacking players, and I think Mane has been that this season, you don't compensate for it by putting bluntness in the mix. Unless you're going away for a draw at Old Trafford, say, uh, you add more attacking players. In fact, you know, <laughs> in a case for sta- starting with with uh, one of the strikers, so it just it seemed predestined to, to not work, and it looked that way. It was it was blunt. There was no tempo. Um, I mean, you look back. There's a couple of half chances, the the, the Emery Chan header and the Lalana overhead kick, but there's there's not enough. And we, as you said, we we gave Swansea that confidence. Yeah, I, sort of with Chris, it, where, where to start with it all? The, I, it goes back to something uh, Gibbo said on the on the preview show about when we were discussing Daniel Sturridge, and he he sort of summed it up for me that you can debate Daniel Sturridge all you like, but when you see him on the team sheet, it makes you smile. And we we often talk about what do the what do the other team not want to see you do? And I, I don't I don't care. Like I'm I'm generally try, try to be quite reasonable when talking about 
Klopp and other managers and say, well, they obviously know well more than we do. But but Swansea are getting battered all the time now. And if they see a team sheet come into, into their dressing room that's got Lallana in midfield, storage for me and Coutinho up front, they all go, shit. It's going to be hard, this isn't it? This first half's going to be hard. Wait, how long do you reckon Coutinho and Sturridge can play? They played midweek, maybe we, if we get to 60. Do you think we can get to 60? I don't think we can, you know. Can we get to 15? Can we even get to five minutes without them scoring? Danny Sturridge is great. And instead, they get a team sheet that comes in. And we've all watched this all season, and so has Jurgen Klopp. That midfield does not work. I've defended them, Ray Cham, recently. And the reality is this, I said this at half-time in the game. The reality is this. Emery Chan is great against Man United at Old Trafford. He was great because he gets to run around and use his physicality and be fast and close people down and nick the ball. And then when he nicks the ball, he gets to run into 30 yards of space because we're away at Old Trafford and they're attacking us. And then he gets to pass off to the ball to someone else. That's Emery Chan. That's the best you'll get out of Emery Chan. He can't do that against the team at home when he just picks the ball up and he's looking at 11 fellas. The, the lad who sits next to me... He, who will rena- rena- remain nameless throughout this. Um, he he said at one point, because we're so high up, you're looking down on it. After about 20 minutes, Emery Chan was just wandering around the pitch in a sort of outside left position, yep. not having a clue what to do with himself. He looked like me playing footy, go- going, where, what do I do now? Where do, where do I go? And he was walking around. And you're like, this isn't good. This is right in front of Klopp. It's not good enough, mate. In this game, this is not what we need. And it and it all stems from there. I, I was there's a further point on the team selection which I only got onto this morning because I got into the into the game late, so I hadn't seen the subs. So I'm saying, but so was Ojo on the bench? No, no Ojo on the bench. And then I realised this morning we had on the bench for home against Swansea, Lucas, Matip, and Moreno. Why do we need those three lads on the bench? The, when are they all going to come in useful in this game? Absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. He's shit, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, you do have you struggle actually. I mean, most of the time, I, th- I think I can second guess Jurgen because he, and that's why I like him so much as a manager because he does what I want managers to do all the time. Um, that's what I, I don't understand. What I don't understand is that he's he's clearly picked it. He's he sat down this season and before the ball's kicked, he said he wants what does he want his midfield to do? He's dropped Henderson fifteen yards deeper so he moves it faster. He's dropped Lallana twenty yards deeper so that he gets involved and he plays on the half. Mm. He's bought Van Alden, everyone who said was a number ten, and he's using him twenty five yards deeper because he wants to play expansive football, keep the ball. He's got his own ideas in mm. mind there, and he's gone. This is what I want to do. And that's that's what I find difficult is I understand completely away at Old Trafford you pick a certain team to do a certain job to to get you over the line that's fine but surely everything he's worked on in the summer Rob was mm. this is what I do against Swansea at home this is what we do against Swansea at home yeah and that and that every every idea he's had all the way through this has been this is what you do against Swansea at home that's where you know that's where you've had him at his best you've had his team at his best this is what we're gonna do against Swansea at home and this is how we're gonna sort this out. And Swansea at home come, and for some reason, for some reason, it could just simply be fitness, it could be personnel, it could be obviously that Mane's away, I think if Mane's away then it's a different team, but for some reason that's what, that's what he compromises, and that's where you're watching it going, good God. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what his thinking is. I, I, you know what, I think if I'd, if I had my time again, I'd go, I'd have had Coutinho and Lalana ahead of Henderson in the midfield three. I'd have taken two of his front three and pulled them back into midfield and then thought, how many strikers have I got at this club? They can all be the front lads. You know what I mean? And I'd Firmino, Sturridge and Origi. And so the room were factually two attacks attacking them. That's what it needed. I, 
in the first 45. Yeah, Klopp, if, if Klopp was here with us now, you know, he's not stupid. In fact, he's cleverer than we are at football. Um, I suspect it'd be something to do with, maybe it's something to do with legs. I mean, he may also be looking at storage. I, th- I think the problem is, if Rinter made the changes, and I'll defend him now, having attacked him, make the changes uh, we would have liked, it's about use of storage and Origi. And, I, and he's obviously looked at them both in Plymouth midweek and in training and gone, you two are shit at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm, take, I'm totally with Paul's viewpoint that storage makes me smile. I mean, storage could be 70 and put on a Liverpool pitch uh, and I'd still still make me smile because you'd think you're still... still ping one in from 25 yeah. yards, somewhere along the line. The sad reality is is that Daniel Sturridge is not playing very well. For one reason or another, he, he comes on yesterday and we were joking about it while I sat next to you and you're like, he didn't touch the ball for about 10-15 minutes. Yeah. It was unbelievable and you could, you, we could blame the rest of the team but I don't quite know what he was doing. Um, Origi, only you know, as a lost soul. <laughs> There's no other way of expressing it. So he's, he's hit, and Coutinho clearly isn't fit because he takes him off after 55 minutes. So the, the the bases are loaded against him. I think the Matip thing has not probably helped in the week. I mean, defensively, we went back to you know from looking beginning to look like quite a decent defensive unit at times. And without Matip, with with Clavin, then really looking like we're beginning to know what we're doing. Suddenly, it's Keystone cops things again, and you just realise this isn't about personnel; it's about mentality. And and there's something very wrong with us mentally it's at the about moment. mentality, but it's also about luck. I mean, Swansea threw, threw three darts yesterday and they, and they hit the bullseye with everyone. They did. There's, there's, you know, that's, that's basically the top and bottom of it. Everyone keeps forgetting, though, Christie at the post in the first half. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that, mm. was, that was on, on that, that was a pop shot on, on, on the break against the runner play. I mean, that was it was a lucky deflection, I think. The goalie had it covered. I but think. we didn't have any chances. That's the problem. I'd agree with you on that because you go, you know what? If we get the first goal, we win that four 0 right? You, yeah. We could we could make that argument. But you look at that first half. In fact, you, and you look until the point they score. We never look like we're going to score that first goal. There's only two chances we have, and the, uh, one's the Emery Chan header where you know he heads it miles wide and, and yeah. it's actually <laughs> offside, and the other one's the Lallana overhead kick, which would have been a fantastic goal. But Jesus, if you're counting on an overhead kick as your chance, there's always next. Expectation that we are going to score when it when it matters and when we need to, and we actually did that twice. Yeah, the, the, you know, the, we, we had to we had to come back. I mean, but getting back to the original point about about storage and and maybe Matip, I think the manager, I think he must have trust issues with with, with certain players, and he's also got loyalty issues as well. So he's got loyalty with with Clavin. Um, I mean, I had the pink last night, and and I had to agree with um, with, with the point that you know what you know <coughs> Clavin should have shouldn't have any issue. Being being dropped and being rested or becoming the third choice centre half, you know, Matip must be must be eager to play. He doesn't know, you know, if he's going to be playing up until two days before. So I can understand if there's been a training, a training ground sort of, um, you know, practice going into that where Matip hasn't been involved. But, but then again, I mean, he's a, he's a centre half. It looks like a cultured footballer. He should understand how it works. Um, with storage, I just don't think he trusts him. You know, just it. it I, I I don't know. I mean, the, the, Sturridge doesn't seem to be putting in the, the same amount of work that he that, that that he had done in previous seasons. And as we know, Klopp's teams are all about running around, aren't they, and, and being physical. And and the Rigi just looks like he's regressed. And even though he scored a few goals last couple of months, uh, he's he's complete, completely out of sorts again. So I think he has to go with the players that he's gone with because because he trusts them. But I think that they're overtrained now, and they do need to be rotated. And and Klopp's very, very, um, very slow to, to make substitutions. He's very slow to rotate his team. You know, other managers, like let, let's say, like the likes of Benitez, would have 
you know, would have rotation in, in, in his game and he'd have substitutions at specific points in the second half as well. Klopp doesn't doesn't work like that, does he? And I think the Sigurdsson goal, though, if you do look at if we try to be balanced about, it, I suppose the Sigurdsson goal is the defining moment of that game. If you, because I felt at two two, I thought I don't want to say this out loud because I'll jinx it in that sort of superstitious support away. But I thought we're winning this four two now. Yeah, the, the wind was with us, and you thought we're a good this side. Is, this we is come back strongly there. It's two two to goal down to two two in a matter of minutes is strong. I mean that's and we if we then score the third, we go tell you what this Liverpool team's got character. It's yeah. decent. Look at when it needed goals, it got goals that's what you we were about to be saying and then two minutes later Sigurdsson well, this, this is what it's still interesting when you talk about the substitutions because again I think he and, and a lot of this does feel as though you're going to be very critical of the manager but I, I will also say that you know if you want Jürgen Klopp his best and we all do you're also going to have to put up with him at his worst that's the case for every manager there's, mm-hmm. no, there's never been a manager in, in the history of football Daglish, Paisley, Shankly, Ferguson Busby you name the manager uh, this can be said, said about them Paul that you know they're, they're, they've got their own way of doing things and as soon as they stop doing things their own way anyway you're in trouble but there is there is an argument around the Origi sub to just ask him to sit down for two minutes. Sit down, yeah. Just go and have a sit down for two minutes, mate. Because we've just gone 2 2. But the other thing that that Origi sub does, and this is where, again, talking about what the opposition don't want you to do, there's a lot of fronts who scored two. It takes Firmino mm. off the middle, doesn't it? And you're dropping him 15, 20 yards deeper, and he's just scored two. And they're, they're, going, they're, they're going, Christ, this lad's good, can't live with him here. He scored two goals, and suddenly now he's no longer playing up front, he's no longer between the sticks. and you know there is as I say we talked in the past we praised the manager for, for and this is the problem you praise the manager for something we praised him he says you know it's, it's good that he, when he makes his mind up he makes his mind up but there is an argument there to say you know what we do here is that we just dig in for five minutes we just see where we are in five minutes time sorry son you're going to have to go and sit down because we've just gone 2-2 and I don't want to move the lads who scored both the goals I think it. I think there's a bit of both in this though because I've got no, I've, a 2-2 I've got no problem with Origi still coming on but I have got a huge problem with Firmino coming out the middle. Yeah, I'm with you and, and they're not mutually exclusive. I, I've listened to the Pink this morning and Jacko mentioned about talking about it, bringing on Origi on the right side or whatever. The, there's a way There's a way of getting Origi. I said on the preview show, no matter the, the problem Sturridge gives you is, Sturridge wants to play down the middle. And if I was Liverpool's manager, I would never, ever, ever take Firmino out the middle of us our strike force I just wouldn't do it you saw yesterday how good he is especially when Coutinho's around him and he, he buzzes he's he's got the pickpocket thing he works so hard he looked that goal yesterday that second goal was was more Suarez like than, than we've seen of him so far it was absolutely mm. brilliant I, I even said because I gave um, Wijnaldum credit for the for what he did in it but the reality is without Firmino being absolutely amazing in the middle of the of the middle of the box that cross by Wijnaldum's awful He's just lofted one into the pen spot yeah. and hope for the best. He does great to take it down, lofts one into the box, and then, and how often did we see that with Suarez? Enrique would just knock one long, and Suarez go, watch what I'll do with that lad. And Enrique gets an assist, and everyone goes, it's good, that combination, isn't it? It's just Enrique, <laughs> it's just Enrique not locking the, knocking the ball long into the box, lads. That's, That's not a combination. Right. That's just Suarez being unbelievably good. So when he when he's got Origi there, I'm happy. I'm I'm fine for him to come on because you know what? It's two two. Their lads look up the touchline and go, they're making us up. Who are they bringing on? Oh, a massive fast lad who, who scores loads of goals. Because because this is the other thing about football players. Football players are like football fans. They don't. When we're talking about they, them seeing the team sheet, they're not looking at Daniel Sturridge on the team sheet and going, yeah, but. You know, Liverpool fans aren't that happy with Mardi. Some, some of them don't like him and he doesn't work that hard. They're going, Danny Sturridge is good at footy, isn't he? He scores loads of goals. When Origi comes on, if you put Firmino in the middle, he's got Sturridge off him, and then you go to Origi, play right wing mate. Just have loads and loads of width and just keep running at their fullback. And we'll, if we have to, we'll knock the ball over the top. Come on for Klein. Just 
bombardment at that point. Their heads would fall off. It's like, it's like we said then you've got Rooney all your attackers on. Next last week. And Rooney came on. We, you know, we all know the the, 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 the the talk about Rooney being finished or thing he doesn't like him or whatever. We still know he's Wayne Rooney. You still know he's he's a, he's a lad who's got goals against us and against against teams. And you go, fuck's sake. Yeah, it was like, exactly. so I totally, I think putting the striker on was the right move. I think taking Firmino out of the middle was the wrong move. I totally agree with you about Firmino. That was a Suarez moment. But he was doing Suarez things earlier in the game as well. Yeah. We talked about that that half chance for Lallana, the overhead kick. What Firmino contributes to that by way of a near assist is incredible. Yeah. Do you remember what he does there? He, he's, he's, he's down the right-hand side and he faints to go one way and just just doubles, but I don't know, his body does what he does yeah. and leaves the, the guy dead and then clips over a perfect cross, really. Um, no, it was, it was, he, he really looked a high-watermark level of striker, didn't he, yesterday? It also gives the defence, the Swansea defence, a, a breather, doesn't it? You know, if you're playing against Firmino and, and he's, he's done what he's done to you twice already, you're amazed up to see him uh, moving away from you, aren't you? You're giving, you're giving yourself a little, a little, a little break, aren't you? Um, I, were you surprised that Coutinho went off quite that early? Yeah, is he, is he, obviously he's been, <laughs> he's been injured recently, hasn't he? And, and the fact that Henderson has as well. And Casino, they're our two main sort of creative players, if you like, and that's 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 undoubtedly has, a, has an effect on on the on the way we played. And I was surprised that he came off. Yeah, I thought. By the way, I mentioned Henderson. I thought Henderson was fantastic yesterday. It was one of the few uh, lights for me. I thought his passing was tremendous. It's funny though because uh, this comes no, back to the uh, this comes no, back to the points I've made in the past about watching watching players through the, your own your own opinion of them. Because in the first half, he he gave the ball away mm. about five or six times to trying to play passes that just weren't coming off, and you could see it's it's funny watching it now because you can see the crowd getting really frustrated. But watch the player, Jordan Henderson, isn't giving the ball away and going ah well. He was furious with himself, and then mm. he, the the great thing about someone like Jordan Henderson now is he's managed himself through that game. He's he's misplaced three or four, five passes in the first half that completely killed our momentum, and he sorted himself out. And he and after after that, I thought he was great. Yeah, he does he does lose the ball, but he's going to do that in, in that position. That's just going to happen. And also, he likes to play a ball quickly to to to, to get the tempo we needed. Unforced yeah. errors, though, Robert. It's not like you know anyone's putting him under pressure in the position that he's playing. I don't think he played well. I, he, he but looked, I'm looking at misplaced passes and saying he should be doing better. I, spot, I looked at it back again, and, and um, I'm not vindicated because I watched high, it's only the highlights I've seen back again. Mm. But there's a number of really really nice switches of the ball. I did say to Neil during the game yesterday, some of the, some of his quality on the ball here is a bit. Gerard like and I love that's what for me it, it, I've been critical of Henderson in the, in I think I think sometimes he's given too much credit because he's not good enough on the ball or he's too inconsistent on the ball but I thought he was really good I mean the, for the goal the first goal it's we're really stuck in a bit of a rut passing across some bit of their defence and not looking at there's any penetration. And he does what Gerard sometimes used to do in those things, and sometimes people call it a Hollywood pass. But he looks mm. up and he sees Milner and he goes, there is a two yards of space there, but I have to find him accurately. And he backs himself, he finds Milner, and from that man, I think Milner then gets the cross in from which Firmino scores. Yeah. And I like to see that in, in Henderson's game, that bit of quality. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think he played well. But anyway, <laughs> agree to that. What about you, Neil? Uh, I thought he. I thought he played. I think. I think it's interesting in that I think that one of the reasons and people get annoyed when you say this sort of thing. I actually think he's thinking I've got to force this a bit more because these two in front of me are fucking puddings. Mm. And I think that there was an element of him thinking I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm not just gonna bypass these two here. I'm not even. I'm not gonna feed. The, I think this balls he's playing that he doesn't play if Lallana's in front of him. He just thinks I just passed Lallana. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And, and, turn it round. and and yeah, and it goes from there. And I think that that's. I I, I thought first off, and I think there's something else as well. And I was actually thinking this whilst I was watching the game. I wondered the extent to which the manager may well have had conversations with Firmino and Henderson with regard to it's all right if you lose it a little bit. One of the reasons why is 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 to then win it back. 
in these games, I actually think there's there's an argument to say if you're going to do the gag and press and stuff, and we're going to talk about that sort of thing where you win, you, you you play a ball into their final third, they've got the ball, and then you win it back quick. Well, at some, to do that, you've got to lose it. Yeah. If you sort of know what I mean, so I wonder if again there's been a conversation. And I, it looks at times like Firmino, and whether it's just the way they're playing, whether or not they're just listening to the manager's instructions more in general, it looks at times like Firmino and and Henderson were just much more likely to try stuff than the players around them. But then both of them, it may just be their own personalities. Both of them, when it doesn't come off, they're so aggressive in wanting to win it back, and they are for each other. So when Henderson pinged it in towards the front three and it doesn't work you can see Firmino's like a shot right as I win this back dead dead fast similarly you could see Henderson a couple of times when things weren't coming off up front he was absolutely like a shot to come in and win it but it could just be that he's following instructions better I don't know I mean without being in dressing rooms mm. and hearing conversations you can't be sure but I thought he did alright and I thought his attitude was spot on and I think there's a couple of them where I don't think the attitude was great um, and I think that that probably wins him extra Gutman bonus points uh, <laughs> I was just going to say I think I think it's worth pointing out as well that Henderson's just come back from injury so yeah. th- those balls that, that I saw him trying to, and it, let's, let's be right he, when I'm talking about giving the ball away he wasn't trying to play a five yard pass that he was giving away he's trying to do the thing you're talking about which is switch play and the reality is he's not in rhythm and he's He's trying to find his way back into that and getting that range of passing back isn't something. Uh, Klopp talked about it post-match. Coutinho can't just drop straight back in and be at the level we've seen it before. Well, the same goes for Henderson. And I, and I think actually he got back into his passing stride much quicker than, than I thought it, considering how badly he had a bit of a spell in the first half. So I think overall he's good. It would be interesting to watch the whole thing back mm. to see how the goals we conceded it, whether they bore any resemblance to Henderson's positioning, because I, I just think there's a bit, there was a bit too much that. of holes in the middle of the pitch. Do you know who's who's at the scene of the crimes with all the goals? I think, and, and I'm not blaming him for this, but he seems to be maybe the deepest of the midfielders in, in defensive crises moments. Was Wijnaldum? I don't, I, I'd need to see it again, but I didn't see Henderson in the mix. Now whether that's they've told Henderson not to be tracking and overexerting in those situations, yeah. but yeah, it's, that'd be interesting to see that back. Uh, we will do at some point, I'm sure. Um, we talk about the League Cup? Not yet. Um, <laughs> well, there's, 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 there's a time limit on when we can start to talk about the League Cup. Um, I think it's, uh, it's when I'm not in the room. Um, there is the next part of this. And I think it's important to say that you you, you said before, Chris, Swansea throw three darts, they three bullseyes. But credit to them to that, to a certain extent. And that's, you know, you've got to acknowledge that there's 11 lads who are trying to stop you from doing stuff and are trying to do stuff themselves. And Swansea, they took time out of the game really, really well. We've got to get a strategy together to deal with that. They managed to find a way. They countered, they countered well when they did counter. They got the bounce of the ball, but, you know, they, they, they still did well. And, and, and the shape was good. And, you know, all of these things are things that football teams are going to do to you and they're going to do against you. And they finished well. And across the board, you've got to sort of say, well, they did all right. Well done. They, added, they definitely had a game plan. You know, like most poor sides, they came to Anfield just to frustrate us and to hit us on the break, which is exactly what they've done. They scored from a set piece. Yet again, Liverpool conceding from a set piece. So, you know... We've automa- for a while, have we? It well, seems like. Is that, am I right? Maybe not, but it's, it it's, it's, it's still bad, isn't it? The, yeah. the first goal. Um, and... and, and um, what's the, the the header is just fantastic. That's a brilliant goal. Lorenzi's that. header. That was trying to think what the second goal was. Mm. You know, and, and and maybe you could you could say that and it's a great goal as well, the little flick over the to down the wing past Klein. Um, yeah, it's a lovely play. Cross so, so you've got to say, well that's that's fantastic. It's probably a goal be fitting their position, you know it <laughs> making a mockery of their position in the league, you know, it's a skillful goal. Um 
yeah, they, they, they just they just they, they must be feel like they won the jack uh, won the jackpot. They came to Anfield and and basically played on our on on our frailties. We, we had a terrible day at the office. Their spawniness is the third. It was one, dead lucky the third one. You know, Clavin's on the floor. And trying to get a toe out of it, it runs into their their lad. But then you're asking questions: Why isn't Klein there covering anyway? And it's probably a symptom of, the, of the, the the way the game was at the time. We were pushing up, and and basically we were all out of position. Um, yeah, it's just a bad day. And it was just one of those days. I know that that's that's bad. That, that, that's 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 a bad thing to take. But it was just one of those. <laughs> yeah, it just it's a terribly. You have to think if we if we had that you know the proverbial big five minutes and not conceded a soft sucker punch goal like that we probably would have won that game it's 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 kind of nuts um but maybe that is maybe that is mental friend to be fair actually it takes Swansea to have mental strength to get themselves that high up the pitch after against the team that are, are on the ascendancy and have pulled back to 2-2 that's bold by Swansea that they've got their luck but he, I thought it was a very physical strong side he looked really big didn't he maybe, maybe that's just Lorenzi just sort of you know, <clears throat> putting all the focus on himself because he scores two go- two goals. Like, but they, they, they looked massive. Something else with them as well, though, which which was frustrating to watch for us, but but brilliant for them. And we we need to take a bit more of a leaf out of this book. Yeah, it's the um, the nasty side of the game yeah. and, and the cheating side of the game. And we've talked about it. With, we talked about it after the United game with Sean on, on the the review about Herrera and. I, I always love watching Herrera play because because he's just a snap. It's just a gnarly little bastard, and he's great at footy. But he'll also just pull you back and take a yellow card, and he's not bothered. And the reality is that third goal in there's the about way, three jump on his back moments. Yeah, just jump on his back. And and, and I, I do think, look, I've, I have seen Jordan Henderson do this, but I think it's something he needs to to really embrace if he's going to play this position. Uh, he just needs to take people out. I, I don't care. Like if Tom Carroll's running with the ball, we, I saw that they'd signed Car- Carroll and Olsen before we did the preview show, and I didn't even mention it because I thought, oh, they can't have that big an impact. These two lads, one's from Norwich, one's from Spurs reserves, I think. So, but Tom, Tom Carroll looked like a world beater again, and I'm and I'm sick of coming up against lads like Carroll and and leaving the game going, he's good, isn't he? Because he's not, because he's not, he's not that good. And the reality is, if Herrera's in that midfield, he just pulls his shirt. 50 yards from goal, he just pulls his shirt and he goes, lads, let's defend the set piece. Because I know what Chris is saying, we didn't defend that first corner well, but we we are much, much better now at defending set pieces. Away at Old Trafford, we did, it, we did it great most of the time. And that was against a big, big team as well. So there's got to be times when we just have to be nasty. They they did it loads, especially in the last sort of 20 minutes, going down, make, you know, getting someone to knock the ball out of play. They don't care if they get the ball back. They're not arsed. They just kill. They just kill the whole momentum of the whole game. Lorenzi just sits on the floor. What's wrong with you, mate? So, I don't know. Not really. But you'll have to stop the game because I'm sitting on the floor. And we need to learn more of that. That's how you win leagues. Yeah, they they, they were time wasting ruthlessly, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, and the ref, of course, adds on one extra minute. No, one extra minute. I don't. Really, I don't want to talk about the ref. He's an absolute gobshite. Kevin Friend, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sit next to Jacko with a ref like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Ain't no friend of mine. What about the booting Clavin got for his uh, for his obstruction? Do you think do you think that's a yellow card? You know, like I don't remember it. When, it's when, when the lads run through, he just stands like, still. Basically, he has, to, he has to no longer exist. The lad, yeah, 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 the lad, yeah. the lad mis, mis, miscontrols it. The ball goes six yards to the right of both of them. He's not going to pick it up, so he decides to just run into Clavin to, to get the foul and get the and he gets the yellow. He gets booked very early on in the game, and then Clavin actually does the same thing again. I think it's in the second half, but he, but and you, you're worried that he might get sent off. But the referee just decides to. 
I think he gave a Bob bounce ball or something, didn't he? He didn't even give a foul. Oh, ball. yeah, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, where's the consistency? This is the problem with refs like him, no, no, don't we, don't, we don't like to talk about refs, but the, the number of times where we had the ball, it was just dead easy to give us advantage. The yeah. advantage is meant to be with the attacking team. And he pulls up and gives us a free kick. Five and we're all going, things. are you joking, mate? Like, we literally had them one-on-one at the edge of their box. Firmino one-on-one facing on, about oh, to yeah. get into the box. And you've pulled us up and give us a free kick, 50 yards from goal. And Swans have gone, Thank, nice one, mate. <laughs> Thanks for that. We'll all get organised now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was unbelievable. And, and this this free kick being taken from the right place, rolling ball, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, everything. Now, honestly, the extent to which I, I actually thought there was a chance, I thought Henderson might go mm. because Henderson's the only one who seems to talk to the referee, and he was going bananas. Yeah. And I felt a bit sorry for yeah. him because he was going bananas at him about four or five times, and it did feel like going. Do you not understand how this is meant to work, lads? Yeah. Do you not understand the, yeah. p- the process of this? And there's another thing here, which is that, and, and that's why Swansea are doing it, and I don't understand why someone doesn't get a grip of the referee, even at half-time as he's coming off, and just say, you realise we need to have constant momentum. Do you realise that, mate? Do you just realise that that's how we play? So don't do that. Think twice. Just, just if you've got, if you got one wrong, before right, it suits us. Yeah, we'll let you off. And uh, yeah, I think that, that we don't talk about referees because uh, yeah, yeah, Liverpool don't. I don't think I, I asked last night if Liverpool deserve anything from the game, and I don't think Liverpool do deserve anything from the game because of that first half, mm. the second half's mad. It's a game, it's a, it becomes a bit of a crazy game of footy, and Liverpool are throwing things at things and etc. etc. And they play a bit better, and a couple of them sharpen up. But I don't think Liverpool deserve to win the game regardless of the referee because of the way they approach that first half, mm. the lack of intensity from the players, the selection from the manager, all that. Liverpool don't deserve anything from the game. It's important to say that to then say, and the referee was shite. I I, I think. <laughs> I think there's a problem. Referees don't understand. They don't read a game. And go ah, we're now. I'm now refereeing a game where one of these sides wants to take the piss out of the fact that I'm on the pitch and use me to win them the game. Yeah. That's what they don't ever have the wit to see and go. Hang on. Occasionally they'll, they'll point to their watch in that schoolmaster. Like, I'm on to you, lads. <laughs> yeah. And then, and it never manifests itself. I'd love to see get twelve minutes added on <laughs> and a team go fucking hell. Just <laughs> what he did the other week. <laughs> twelve minutes yeah. on. Yeah. That, but that needs to. Have, it's bullshit. They, you know, they rolled around, they had the fake injury. Yeah, Ages over goal kicks. How long does it take to take a goal kick, lads? It, uh, it doesn't take this long. At the time, should have gone on indefinitely in that game. <laughs> it should have just kept going. Because they they, they, they put up four minutes, yes, and, and then after two worse. minutes, yeah. I went to the lads next to me. There's another two minutes of stoppages in this two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just keep playing. Well, if, until they, if the ref should have gone to them all. Until you stop doing this, you're not beds. We're going to keep playing. This we just keep yeah. going. <laughs> It's a football match lasts 94 minutes, let's be right, doesn't it? It always lasts 94 minutes unless no one uses their subs. It's 94 minutes. So all the piss-taking equals lots more. It's it's a major problem. I mean, I think I said to you yesterday, or was it Nev I said it's Mike Nevin... Why can't we just do what they do in most normal sports and things and stop the clock? Just stop the clock. How hard is it? Make football an 80-minute game, maybe, but stop the clock. Every time. And and we can have a proper sport. I mean, I know we're whinging because we lost it. But you know what? It's not, it's not just the losing. It's, it's losing and feel the, and the frustration of the way it's done to you. Yeah. Um, and that's why you don't come away from it feeling, yeah, we deserve nothing. You think, yeah. But, the, but I don't know. I mean, my mate said to me, did, after, would you take a point now? Like, obviously, we're chasing the game. It was 3-2. And I said, well, yeah, a point's better than nothing. And he was just like, fuck, we don't deserve anything out of it. You know, I wouldn't even take a point. It's just, it was just, it's like basically, that, the, if you look at football games. as being a lottery, and, you know, Swan, Swansea bought the win and took it, didn't he? So it's just a, just the way it pans out sometimes. And you've just got to say, look, we didn't deserve anything out of the game, even though we got ourselves back to 2 2 with two great goals from Firmino. Um, it, and it looked like. 
if we'd have made a three two, I'd be sitting here now. Yeah. I'd be saying we got away with one there. You know, we've got away with days, like, but, yeah. I mean, I'd be buzzing, but I'd be saying we got away with one. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, just as to counter that, we should have just played indefinitely with the stoppage time thing. I, what the reason I don't think we deserve to win, aside from the first half, is I was absolutely furious with the matter sub. Absolutely furious with it. I hate that. I hate that. And you know when we talk about processes and all of that, well, what you've done there, Jürgen, is you've thrown out the window for the for the however many minutes he was on the pitch. Because what you've done to your lads is, instead of being like Ferguson and going, we always do this, we just play and play and play and play and play, and then their heads fall off and we score. And once we've scored, we play again and they score. We score again and then we win, we win by one or two in stoppage time and everyone goes, how did that happen? You've got to be scared of these lads. Instead, we put a massive centre-half on up front and start launching the ball to him. Yeah, and and what showed how bad we are at doing that because we we don't do it and that's not how we play. Is I'm not sure we hit his head once with any long balls. He's how, how big is he? Six foot six or mm. something? And we didn't hit him once. It was absolutely ludicrous. You're like lads. What are we going to do now, Gaffer? Just knock it long to the centre half. I'm going to put him up front. Oh, we've never we've never practiced that. Well, all you have to do, lads, is kick it long and put it on his head. And it's like, oh, yeah, how do we do that? If kept that- it in a rigi. And at one point, they hit Lalana. And you're like, lads, just hit it towards the massive lad. No. <laughs> I think it's the stupidest tactic any of the managers I do. Because you go, hate if it. it really works, then you should be doing it. Then yeah. let's play that yeah. way. That's our, that's our game. Exactly. I remember the first time I ever really saw it in a Liverpool manager, Soonest did it in 92, when he started shoving Rudder Cup front when we were losing oh. games. I feel like I saw it work a couple of times, unfortunately. <laughs> Some terrible, well, he terrible. He did it last season with Colker. Yeah, he and did it, it last season. And it did work a couple of times with Colker. So he's probably thinking, I'll just do a bit of this here. Well, that, do you know what? That, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine, but don't criticise other other managers for doing it. I saw some United fans on Twitter after the game, and they were they were revelling in it, loved it, and, and rightly so, because you can't moan about Fellaini coming on yeah. and being lashed in the box and then knocking the ball in. And do you know what? Give United credit; they don't put Fellaini on and just launch hopeful balls to him. They get into areas. The goal they scored, they got into an area, they put the ball on his head. Sound? That's fine. You're just, you're just playing a different type of footy now. That's different options. Doing what we did, you, fine. If you want to do that, great. Don't criticise everyone else for doing it. Yeah, it was our equivalent to putting the goalie off front, wasn't it? It was yeah. just the, the, it was the last thing you do before that. And it's, it just doesn't signal goodness, does it? You no. think... And, and to, to the opposition, they go, oh, fuck it, these, these are gone. Oh, they're made up with that, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? Wait for your Swansea. This is the opposite of seeing Origi coming on and playing instead of Klein. You're looking at this going, brilliant. So what are they going to do? I'm a centre-back. Yeah, what, I speak to Jacko. What, what does he want to see you do for the last 10 minutes? Just knock the ball long and I'll just run and jump and head it. That's what I've literally been doing that since I was a kid. That's what I want <laughs> you to do. Just knock the ball long in the air. There's a fella, oh, I've got to tell, there's a fella behind us. I can't believe Jacko didn't mention this. There's a fella behind us who I think, I think he might get killed at some point. <laughs> and at, at one point, Jacko called him a daft prick, which was, I, I loved because he wanted, he wanted Lallana go to, to, to go for a ball when he, when he was offside. But he, all he wanted to see us do was launch the ball and cross the ball. That's all he wanted to see us do. And we were, we were sitting there going, my, my dad can be a bit like that sometimes. We didn't shoot enough, we didn't cross enough. You, lads, you need to switch teams. Switch teams. Because I, I can't sit here and watch this. Some of us need to go to somewhere else. I think this is a problem with the world right now. We just all need to sort of split things up and all go and live in the right place. And it's the same with footy teams. Go and watch Sam Allardyce, I promise you. His teams will just lock, knock it long, get it wide, cross the ball. Fantastic. 
If that's what you want to see, you'll have a nice time. You'll have a great, you'll have a lovely time. And then we can stop doing it and we can have a lovely time watching lads pass the ball out from the back and sometimes give it away, but then play for 94 minutes trying to break them down playing this football instead of just launching the ball. Stop fucking crossing. Yeah. Stop crossing. Just stop yeah, it. Yeah, it's dreadful. Stop just crossing. Stop it. You're not very good at it. But then this is the funny bit because we're like, we're, we're sort of going mad at this lad going, cross it, cross it, cross it. And then Milner gets it out wide, whips in a ball to Because we're saying, Firmino's in the middle with two centre halves. He's not going to win any headers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bang! <laughs> Oops. Oh, yeah. Well, so we had to say we're like, yeah, good shout, that mate. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, just keep shouting. Sometimes that's what it boils down to when you're playing against these bad sides, though, isn't it? It's it's horses for courses. It's not necessarily the way to play against Man City or Chelsea or well, that's, Man United. That's my frustration. Is I think we set up like we're playing against Man City or Chelsea or Man United. Yeah, by they're putting the extra mid centre mid in. Go on, let's talk about get playing semi-finals. No, do you know what? The only, you the, the only, why are you looking forward to it? Because of how much I didn't enjoy that. Because I need to put that, I need that putting right. And I actually have a little inkling that we can do, um, I know it's the League Cup, but it's a Wednesday night, under the lights, it's a semi-final, we're, we're behind in the tie. I actually think it can be a little bit of a European night type thing if we get a certain momentum behind us. And I think it might be just what the doctor ordered. It could be fucking terrible. Terrible. I mean, we we got we've got a starting Wednesday. I was thinking we've got seven days to ruin or save our season in many respects because we've got the yeah. three competitions, and if we lost all three, and I can see that happening, <laughs> we're going to have a really really big sit down yeah, next week. I really we'll think about our lives and where we go from here, what countries we're going to live in, because uh, and maybe having to switch to Sam Allardyce and his crusade because this is a big six seven day or seven days starting i know i said chelsea i, I think it's our dream uh, next premiership premier league fixture yeah. because it gives us a chance to make some sense imagine if we were playing holloway next i know that comes just after chelsea you'd be going and what and we get the win and you're still thinking yeah. you have all those doubts and regrets but this is a chance to strike that double blow um and i think the league regardless neil i know you i know you view that it's just it's just terrible distraction and an awful entity right now but i do think this football club and the supporters embodied by me in this moment in time i am the everyman <laughs> We need that uh, Wednesday night. I think I think it could be a good thing. We need something to shake us from our torpor as, as a football team at the moment. Because this run of bad form is... And we kid ourselves... Well, we didn't kid ourselves. United, okay, it was spirited, yeah. But when did we last play well? I don't even think... Uh, I don't think City's our last win, isn't it? Or is it Stoke? City. 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 Mm. We didn't play very well. We, the, the game before that, I think, is Everton. Well, Stoke, uh, Stoke, Stoke. Stoke. St- we, we go behind there. It almost Stoke is Middlesbrough I don't, away, wasn't it? Middlesbrough away now. Yeah, you're right. Because that's December the 14th. I think my memory serves because we've been planning that trip for a while. Um, December the 14th. So it's a month ago we we played well, and that was a game we were covering. We, we haven't really been consistently in sorts since since when since since Watford and the period before that Coutinho's been out injured basically isn't it yeah well I think we had one game after he was out injured didn't we where where we played well Southampton away yeah yeah um that was the nil nil no he plays in that he plays in that that's what I mean yeah he plays in that yeah yeah but that's where it'd be where we began to lack a certain uh, quality going forward. Cutting it, yeah, yeah. A bar Middlesbrough, where we were great. Um, where from nowhere we just sort of put it, it all, it all came together and it all went really rather well. But part mm. of that was was second half when we moved Origi out to the left and put Firmino back through the middle. Yes, exactly, yeah. It's but we need a, we need a, we need and a, and a play midfield. Electricity back in the side. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Rob, on the, on the cup game coming up. It's important we get another game into the legs of these, these first teams before, before the Chelsea game, I think. 
obviously the Wolves game is just going to be the the kids and and the reserves and the um, the, the fourth choices and plays like that. So it's important that we get this this fixture uh, in before Chelsea, in my opinion. And we do have an affinity with the League Cup. Anfield will be vociferous. It'll be a local crowd, crowd number um, number three, as some people like to call it. You know, you've got your League crowds. You've got your FA Cup crowds, and then you've got your League Cup crowds, which tends to see lots of locals going to the game. So it should be quite a noisy, noisy evening. I believe there's a there's, there's talk of a bus welcoming committee going on as well, isn't there? Which I I, I, I associate that the League Cup with high pitched children's squeals. To be honest with you, not a, not a vociferous <laughs> League crowd. I'll be honest with you, Chris. I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing scouse voices in a, in a, in baritone uh, numbers okay. of, of of decency and pride. I I, I I associate it with. I can't believe there's this many children. And I also now associate it with with gobshites standing up because they hate Man U, yeah. which was the, yeah. the lowest ebb for our support this season, and that was in the League yeah. Cup. And if you're telling me that was a local crowd, then I'd rather they were full of lads from Kuala Lumpur. There's, there's <laughs> definitely, definitely some sort of monitoring that needs to take place regarding the songbook. But that's you could do two hour podcast on that, Neil. Stand up if you hate Man U. Sang the lead supporters, and the Liverpool supporters stood, stood up, up in and clapped. <laughs> Possibly the darkest <laughs> night in our history. It puts yesterday's results in perspective. Um, never, ever, ever agree with Leeds United on anything. Uh, should be one of the first things that's written on you. Should be written on your season ticket. Uh, but yet Liverpool found a way to do so in the League Cup, which is one of the reasons Paul Cope why it's a disastrous, terrible thing and should be scrapped. Yeah, uh, I, look, I, I, it's nice sitting next to Robin here in this positivity. I, I, I only. Justified. We all need to sit next to Rafi Gutman, who loves a cup competition, and, and, and would and would warm the heart of anybody in the context of the League Cup because he he understands it. It's binary. He wants to see Liverpool win a trophy. He's seven years old. All seven year olds, it's fine. I'm, I'm with you 100. percent I can see why this is a massive deal. You yeah. should be seven still. We should all be seven at some point, somehow in our hearts. Right now, I feel about 98. Yeah, and if it if it's physically possible for us to all sit next to Rafi on Wednesday night, then I'm well up for it. If we can if we do, lose, you don't want to be. Jesus. I know, I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard Jesus. Um, Does he squeal, Rob? Oh no! His angry shakes. His <laughs> swearing game was second to none. Uh, I want to see this at some point. By the way, I think it sounds absolutely fantastic. He should be he should be held aloft as a as a beacon for all seven year old kids. This this is how you support football. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm more with you than I am with Rob about Wednesday. I'm gonna. I've, I only justified coming to do this to my wife by saying I'd treat it as a, like a therapy session, and I'm gonna see Wednesday night as a therapy session and go out and get very drunk before the game. There's all. There's already a lot of talk with people I know saying, "Oh, do you want to meet up early?" And go, "Yes, very much so." <laughs> I'm not that going to that game. Time. Yeah, let's let's just go and get absolutely <laughs> bladdered. Uh, let's, a big lunch. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's just start. So mid afternoon. Let's treat, let's treat it like it's a Champions League game for the preparation, even not for the importance. Exactly. Um, but I, do you know what? It's, it's not going to make me feel that much better because uh, because if we win, we win a ga- we win a day out at Wembley, and I think Wembley's absolutely shit. So I'm not. I'm not even that. Everyone, really, yeah, that's the other I'm thing. Not even that saying, you know, are you get get it, get a day out at Wembley? It's yeah, fucking crap. I, I it's not it. Cardiff. I hate it. Yeah. Cardiff ruined us. We keep Wembley saying like shit. every time we come away from Wembley, and I say I'm never going back there again. <laughs> yeah. But we've already booked trains and hotels like yeah. like like two months ago. So yeah. <laughs> I am going to go back again. Wembley, Wembley, yeah, Wembley's always been like even if when we Wembley was good. It was still a fucking shit ground to go to, but it's not the point. It's symbol. It's sim- it's symbolic or something. And actually, the symbolic. Only- I'd probably it's rather not have the extra game. I was thinking about this before. Oh, no, no. It's about cup finals. It puts off going to Leicester, which I'm into. 
Yeah. Like yeah. Leicester will happen later. I can't. I'd the extent. But then when we have to, wouldn't we have to play the midweek in between two other really we, important Monday nights anyway. Oh, Monday night yeah. anyway, and it's awful. It's awful to get to. It's awful to get out of. There's yeah. one road. When they design Leicester, it's awful. I mean, you know, it's. They're, 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 I'm sure the lovely people, and you know what I mean. Fair play to them last season, etc., etc. It's not about the football team. It's about the fact that it's one road. It took us last it, last year. Yeah, we got to Leicester, and it. By the way, the extent of this podcast got off the point. Last year we got to Leicester, and it was. It took us about. It took us about thirty minutes to cover a distance you could have walked in thirty minutes. That's not an exaggeration. That's how long we were. We thought we were thought we were flying. We were getting there for our five. We were ordering food ahead to get to this bar we were getting to. And a half an hour later, we gone. We gone no further than you could have walked in the intermediate periods. So not going to Leicester is a huge positive. Yeah. Uh, Didn't we get home like three in the morning? Oh, or something? the whole thing was a disaster from start to finish. And also Jamie Vardy scored that goal. Yeah. And it was the lowest. I mean, it put yesterday into perspective in terms of how low I felt on a football ground. Yeah. Vardy, it, it was. Up there with Viduka in 01 in terms of these are, these are goals by oppositions that might make me cry. Those Sigurdsson third actually could well be in that category. I had to have a moment thinking I'm surrounded by a lot of people I know here. I don't want to cry <laughs> at the football. We're I don't want to feel Viduka like that. Sort of... this season, aren't we? Bournemouth felt like Viduka. I'm all right with Bournemouth. It was mad. We were up there, Gaff. They were all roaring them on. They brought the best player in Europe on in Ryan Fraser. Yeah. You know, it was all. I was sort of all right with that, but I yesterday losing three one. I Sigurdsson. Yesterday, if this season, you know, dissipates into into the shite it's threatening to dissipate into. It's I a huge week. You are right to say it's a huge yeah. week. If we lose the next three games, it's or in fact, if we draw against Southampton, we're out and and yeah, uh, probably draw against Wolves and then lose to Chelsea and then we've got a, a, a Wolves replay. <laughs> I don't, we don't want to be that person. Who's I'm, sort of, I'm sort of all right with. That. I wish the, I wish the listeners could see I, your face if now. That, if that happens, I'm sort of all right with that. Only in what Rob said before is at least in a week. Then we know it's done. Like it's over with. I, I can forget go- about it for another few months. No, because then people start to do your head. Am I talking about the race for fourth? No. Imagine those switch off. I've already yeah. switched off politics. I've decided that that's I it now. I'm not doing any more politics. Hat on. No. Out, yeah. At least, yeah. at least we get a pre-season qualifier in the summer. This will probably in July or something. The race <laughs> when we're all on holiday. Oh, I love early qualifiers in the summer. They're so much better than pre-season friendly. <laughs> now I was going to say that if this, if this all does all unravel in various different countries, we've got a qualifier to go to instead. This does all I remember. We will see the turning point match of the season. That that Bournemouth moment where at three one we were just after Emery curls it into the top corner and it felt like we were champions. It's at that moment that this season turns against us. I think if you look at it, we almost don't play. Haven't played well for an, uh, a full game since then. Pick me a team for Southampton, and then we can we can we can end this probably for the. the I mean, you know, this is this is one of the most popular football podcasts in the world. Um, so I would like to apologise for you. Um, was um, it was formerly one of the most popular football podcasts in the world. I mean, it unravelled uh, in the space of a week. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, did you listen to that Anfield rapid? I, I had three fellas having a breakdown. <laughs> um, I'm Rob Gutman trying to cheer them up mostly throughout. Uh, Jen, Jen actually said to me last night when she found out I was coming on this today. Remember. People we know listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're here, dress smartly. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself, yeah. um, pick a team. Oh, that's, that's a thing. Pick me a team it? for Southampton. Right, in goal, Mignolet. Like, no, 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 I can't do the way. Are you all as one? Pick me a team for Wolves and then pick me a team that's for Southampton. So pick me a team for, like uh, Chris. You said before it'd be kids reserves, yeah. fourth choices. Yeah. Would you not be looking at anyone really who you could say is a first team player in the Wolves game? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Are you all agreed with Chris? Because then that helps you pick yourself up. No, I'll tell you why I'm not, and I don't think the manager will be either, because there are three lads who won't 
who are terribly out of form, and t- at least two of them may not start against Southampton, in which case two of them probably will start against Wolves. Sturridge, Origi, and Emre Chan. And you probably put Ragnar Klavland in that, into that mix yeah. now because Matip's coming back. So there's four first-team level players there who are, I think three will probably miss out. Could three could miss out, and if they don't miss out, somebody else is going to miss out, like Wijnaldum. So Wolves won't be a total reserve side. It might be like the Plymouth replay side again, where we have two yeah, theoretically yeah. decent you have, you strikers. Three, you have three sort of players who, who who have played first team football, yeah. Plus obviously Lucas, who's I do I do want I hope I hope I'm not going to be right here, but I, but I have a genuine fear of it. I think we could go out to Southampton. It's, it's a tough ask. They can come and part the bus, and they can do it better than Swansea can, and other teams that have done it successfully to us recently. They come and put us out, and then Klopp's going to be in a really difficult position then because he's because the, the, the cup will a assume slightly more importance the FA Cup because yeah. it's one of the only tro- probably the only trophy we can win. It becomes he they, he has to accept that's a possibility, but more than that, he gets into that mindset which all managers get into at some point is we need a win from somewhere, and I have to go strong again. I don't rotate. We saw Mourinho do this and actually sort of got him out of his rut. So he actually goes, fuck Chelsea. I just got to, this football club's got to win its next match. And he goes with his first team against Wolves. And I tell you what, if we lose to Southampton, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah, that's I've because he'd have, said pride, he'd have pride, wouldn't he, to, yeah. to, to, to try and recover if we do go out to Southampton. But don't forget, I mean, the, the Cups, they're just, they're, just, they're just not important in terms of, uh, you know, the, the directors of the club and, and, and people like that, they're not interested in them. I mean, even Dal Gleish was would have got the sack apparently if we'd have won the FA Cup. Yeah. The FA Cup, you know, they're just rightly not. so. So you're, you, I know you hate the fight for the, the, the fight for fourth, Neil, but it is it is the most important thing when you can't win the league in the eyes of the, you know the, the owners. Basically, the money that that generates is is the main thing. So I don't know what he'll do with Wolves. Uh, I'd like to think he'd keep the, the, the kids in because he needs to know. That he's got decent options coming in from you know from, from from the bench basically, he hasn't doesn't look like he's going to buy anyone in January, because he likes to keep his you know his tight knit group together and, and and he trains them to play the way he wants them to play all of them you know regardless of their their levels of ability so this is a one style of, of playing isn't it so I don't know. I don't. I don't think he. I think he's got to give the kids another chance, basically. To, you know, the likes of Vajaria and Ojo and Woodburn and players like that. Those three definitely start because they teams. need. You know, they they need more game time. Uh, Southampton. I'd probably be tempted to rest Klein. I don't think he's Agreed having. I don't think he's having the best of times. I bring Trent back in. Yeah, um, he's still suffering apparently, isn't he, from his ribs? He played with a painkiller injection. Did he? Right. Again, yeah. maybe he just played Alexander Arnold yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah, well, he covers well, doesn't he, Alexander? I like to think he might have, <laughs> he might have been there for Sigurdsson. It's it's quite strange, isn't it? That he, he had you know he had a good game against Man United, Trent, and then you know you'd expect him to be rewarded with another game against uh, Swansea yesterday. But maybe he'll get his chance again on Wednesday. Well, he gives us more options again. That's another good example because I think he could well start against Southampton. Yeah, and then and then you and then you can go slightly stronger against Wolves. As I said, his dilemma is is how he uses Sturridge and Origi. That's what he's sitting there going. I know the players, are, the storage and Rigi I want to put into the, into these next two games, that version, but I can't trust these lads at all at the moment. That's the real, bring, that's the sad mm, thing. Is if you bring Lallana back into the middle, then... I hope he does that. Then you can do that, can't you? Yeah. So pick those teams. Pick, 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 well, pick me Southampton team. You've, you've talked through what you do with the FA Cup, so pick me Southampton I've team. been sold on the idea that Trent could come back in, because I, th- I think he'll want to shake something up. So I think that's a good shout. Uh, 50-50 it happens, but I think that's a good shout. Um, Milner keeps his place. Matip does come back in and mm. partners Lovren. 
uh, giving which uh, Henderson Wijnaldum and hopefully Lalana form the midfield three and then ahead of them that becomes Coutinho starts with a view to him getting as close to 90 as possible Firmino in the middle and then he's got a decision and I think what does he do it probably goes uh, Origi out wide with a view to giving keeping Sturridge as a wild card I think that's what he'll do and then the next team for Wolves, well, okay. Car- so, by the way, anyone, anyone disagree? Car- oh, there? sorry, Carries in goal. Who's in goal? Is Carries for against Southampton? Or Both. I'd probably uh, stick with Minula, I think. I don't know what he'll do, but I mean, I think... He's brought. He's played Carries in the Cups, hasn't he? Yeah, since, and since it, dropping I him. think he feels duty-bound to, and I think he trusts Carries enough, maybe wrongly, but he does. I think. Do you think that's a mad thing, generally? Someone said this to me last week, a mate. He said, usually when you're bringing in your reserve keeper for the cup games, it's because they don't, they haven't played and they don't play this season. But Carius has played this season. He's mm. played loads. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, we, get a to, bit of Bravo if we get to the finals, do you play Carius? Or do you play Mignolet? I think he might play Carius. I think he's got this, This. Yeah, I think he quite likes that dynamic there at Barcelona, you know, the Bravo, Ter Stegen thing. Yeah. And I think he thinks they're both decent up to a point. And why not? Why not back uh, Carius all the way? Mignolet won't complain. Mignolet's getting well, the league games. So, I th- so, so, so Wolves, we go... Carries in goal, we all agree. If Trent starts against Southampton, then he gets a chance to bring Klein back in for Wolves. Yeah, I would have thought. We, I, I think he'll do it the other way around. I think he'll you? go full strength, or in his head, full strength for Southampton. So, yeah. which, which means Klein. Okay, all right. So then Trent would start against Wolves, and yeah. Moreno would would come in the other side. He's actually got interestingly at full uh, defect centre half. He's then got Clavin and Gomez now because yeah. assuming Clavin drops out for Matip, which strengthens in midfield because Lucas can go and play at the base of the midfield, or mm-hmm. Kev Stewart can maybe go into the number eight position, and then Ajaria there. So it's quite a solid midfield of sorts. And then ahead of them, you, you're going to have Ojo. Woodburn and one of Sturridge, the one of Sturridge and Regi that gets less minutes. I think it's quite a, it's a half decent team if they, if they decide to to play well against Wolves. Yeah, Chris, are you going to disagree with me? No, Rob, you've, you've stated your case very clearly and very. Uh, <laughs> I thank you. I thank you for that, Chris. Yeah, very honestly. I have. I gave it my very best. persuasively. Yeah, I gave it my best. But the only thing I'd say with um, with the, the goalkeeper situation is if we do get to, if we get to Wembley and it is Man United, then. I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably be picking Mignolet. I mean, yeah. you know, I know I'm all for rewarding the goalkeeper if he's played in the earlier rounds, but you know, you've got, you've got that aspect to think about. We're not you? sitting around talking about rewarding Lucas. If you know what I mean, we're not. Well, no, no. Lucas played the earlier rounds. We're I was just going to say that, yeah. We're well, not sitting around saying, "Well, we reward Lucas for captain on this side so far." We're not doing. I mean, we should be doing that, but we're not doing that. No, I'd be gutted for Lucas because he, he still hasn't got a medal, has he, for us? And you know, maybe he, he deserves one <laughs> before he leaves these pastures. Well, let's bring him on with one minute to go. Then exactly, we yeah. need to win this. We it's need to win these medals. Yeah, yeah, it does feel. Yeah, okay. I'm less worried about him than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. A uh, huge thank you to Chris Maguire, to Rob Gutman, to Paul Cope. Uh, this has been the Anfield Wrap after Liverpool crash to defeat against Swansea. Um, it is a big week. There's no getting away from the fact that it is a big week. Uh, Liverpool now have a game against Southampton, a game against Wolves. And then what feels like it's a final moment against Chelsea, whether or not we've still got an interest in this league in February. In the meantime, fucking come on, Hull. Sports Social Podcast Network.